presenting ourselves to the Lord. The child grew and became strong and was full of wisdom and God's blessing were upon him. The scene is the presentation of the Lord and the Holy Family entered to the temple but they weren't known as the Holy Family yet back then. Uh, they were just a family, a poor family who came bringing the sacrifice not of a wealthy family but the one that was prescribed for poor families 40 days after Christmas today and uh, to, for the ritual purification of the mother and the presentation of the child. And um, there were two particular characters in that story that were lifted up in the, in the biblical account. There was Anna, the prophetess, who spent all her time in the temple praying and worshiping God and praising God. And then there was Simeon, who um, had been looking for this day to come when the Christ would be born and somehow the Spirit had impressed on and revealed to him uh, that he would live to see that day. And I like how the Bible says that the Spirit brought him to the temple just at that right time to meet Christ. And he took him up in his arm and blessed him with a blessing that hundreds of millions, really, of Christian Jews to this day uh, as part of their night prayers before they go to sleep uh, and along with um, re remembering through the day and giving a, kind of an account of their soul for the day, uh, examination of their conscience and uh, a prayer that we would sleep uh, peacefully, uh, that we would sleep well and <laughs> die peacefully. The uh, Nunc Dimittis, Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace according to your word my eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared for the world so in that um, ritual and all the, the people um, they praised the Lord they praised uh, God for what was going on they upheld the tradition that had been handed down to them but there was an extra little significance there for some of the people that were present because the Holy Family was offering Christ to the world and the world didn't know this yet but it was still Christ and he was still being offered and I love this part that he grew. From there on he grew in wisdom and stature and the blessings of God were on him. He didn't just step into his whole role. He was the Messiah already, but he wasn't really living into it. He, he hadn't lived into that role yet. He was just beginning. And it took him his whole life to live into the role of what... Uh, of who he was and who had God made him and sent him to be for us. And likewise, it takes our whole life to live into the roles that we have, you know. 
uh, that uh, where uh, uh, God has callings for us, God has opportunities for us, but it takes us our whole life to live that all out. And what's really a blessing is that we have uh, all of eternity to keep living into it. So uh, however far we've got so far, that's not the end, it's still at the beginning. Like we sing, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. So Christ was offered to the world and grew into the role and grew into the relationship and the world grew into a relationship with him and we have grown into a relationship with him in sending the uh, ministers to come to the to the newly formed United States to preach the gospel, form the Methodist Church, John Wesley had this great command that echoes down, reverberates through the centuries. Offer them Christ. There, there are a lot of things that the people of God have to offer. Churches, small and large, have a lot of things that we offer people. All kind, you know, we do all kinds of things, hopefully to help people whenever we can. And we have different ways of encouraging each other and we participate in big projects. For, uh, and all of these are very important. But there are some things that, uh, as it says in one of our rituals, the means of grace, the church alone supplieth. There are some things that only the church can offer. Only, only the people of God can offer. Only the, uh, the body of Christ can offer to the world. And chief of all those is Christ himself. The world can't offer Christ. <laughs> we offer Christ to the world. Christ... Uh, to the world we bring, the world to Christ we bring. There's the other thing the song says, Christ for the world we sing, Christ, the world to Christ we bring. Um, that's what, that's our central focus. That's our central thing that we can do that no one else can do. If we didn't do it, which we are, but if we weren't, then who would? It comes from the, the salvation, that hope of salvation. The relationship with God in Christ comes through the body of Christ to the world. We serve the world in that way. And everything else that we do is a part of that. And so that's what we offer. <laughs> we offer Christ. And, and we offer Christ the way that Mary and Joseph offered Christ, the way that Simeon received him and held him up as somebody who's alive and living and, and, um, and real and not as just pages in a book or creeds that are recited or any of the rest of the things that we do. The, the, when they came, they had that, all of that, the ritual, the tradition, the words, the scriptures, 
all of that, the hymns and all that they had in their service. But what they were offering, that wasn't what they were offering. That provided a context that pointed to what they were offering, that celebrated what they were offering. What they were offering was the person, this little baby, <laughs> this human being, this person. They were offering Christ himself. And so that's what we offer. And it can be cast in a lot of different songs and rituals and programs and times and places. But we're offering this personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And then all everything else about it celebrates that and points to it and helps us to, and informs us. <clears throat> and then as we say in our communion liturgy, we offer ourselves in union with Christ's offering for us at Calvary. When we offer ourselves, we don't just offer uh, you know, a book about ourselves, our biography. Just like in, when we offer Christ, we don't offer the book about Christ, the, uh, the biography about Christ. We offer Christ himself. When we offer ourselves, we present ourselves to be there, to be present in each other's lives and present in the life of the world. As individuals, as a congregation, as a denomination, as the faith community, we offer ourselves to be present in the world, caring and loving and being who we are. Paul wrote it this way, so then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. We're invited to offer Christ, and with Christ we stand and offer ourselves to be the hands and feet of Christ, to be the, uh, the vessel through which Christ connects with the people around us. And we're invited to uh, make that intentional by practicing presence. When uh, Jesus was presented at the temple, you know, it wasn't something far off in the loop. If we, if we read it in the Bible, you know, we think of it as that was a long time ago on a long, long way away. But for the people who were there, it wasn't a long time ago <laughs> or far away. It was right then and there, and it was uh, happening. They were seeing Jesus. They were seeing the event. They were sharing it. They were participating. It was all happening right there. And, and really, that's what um, the scriptures and the songs and the prayers and, and the conversations that we have, all the things we do, they're not supposed to take us away from where we are. They're supposed to bring us into the experience of the moment. In our ritual for communion in a few minutes will be not to take us back and, and out away from where we are, but to bring all of that into the present. Not to just to take us back to Calvary, but to bring Calvary to Bryansburg. To bring the upper room to Bryansburg this morning to us who are here 
and to each of the places where this uh, sacrament is celebrated to bring uh, the, the focus and the reality of God's presence right there where we are. And we might express that in all kinds of different ways. We might have all kinds of different uh, ways in, of communicating that. But that's what we're bringing. We're bringing ourselves around the table of the Lord. We have a lot of different ways of thinking about the mystery of the sacrament and what's going on when we have our prayers and our ritual and when we pray, make this be for us the body and blood of Christ. And when we... Uh, when we repeat Jesus' words, this is, the, this is my body, this is my blood. All different people have different ideas about how to understand that and how they perceive it, how they feel it. But um, Dr. Um, I always think of his, Gordon Thompson. Was, uh, he taught uh, at Candler uh, School of Theology where I took the ministerial course of study back in the... 80s and uh, he taught the sacraments was one of the courses that he taught and uh, something that he said comes to my mind every time when we have communion he said that uh, for us it's not so much about the mystery on the table but the mystery that's happening around the table and that's really something to think about I think is for us that we don't try to argue and try to answer um, you know, all the questions about the part that, what's going on, on the, with the bread and the wine. We try to focus on what's going on in the hearts and minds of the people who gather around the table of the Lord and who share this sacrament together with faith and confidence. God is present with us and within us. And that's the um, focus of it all, of everything that we do. Back in the medieval days, there was a monk in France, and, <clears throat> and uh, he was a dishwasher at a monastery and, uh, and a cobbler. And <clears throat> uh, he had this... Um, he wrote a lot, and they wrote down a lot of what he says <clears throat> about practicing the presence of God, Brother Lawrence. And the emphasis that he had was that in whatever we do, <clears throat> wherever we are, whatever, we're, whatever work we're doing, whatever relationships that we have, intentionally practice noticing that God is present there with us. That's a presentation, isn't it? That's when we think of presen <laughs> The Lord presenting God's self to us wherever we are in, a, in any activity, any moment in our lives. Intentionally practice that presence. And it brings us to our own presence, to being intentionally present to the people around us, to living out the present moment and being aware of what's going on within us and around us in that moment. And, um, now I'm notorious for not being very observant, right? I can, Cheryl can fill you in on a lot of things about that. <clears throat> it, it's a, 
it, sometimes it's a struggle, you know, because when you want to you want to just be thinking about other things and your mind drifts and wander. well, I, don't, I shouldn't say yours in this case. I should say like it is. Mine, mine wanders and drifts and thinks about all these things. And I love to think about a lot of different things. <clears throat> but sometimes I find that then I'm, um, I'm not quite in touch with the, the, what's going on right there in front of me. What's going on right around me. What's sometimes what's going on inside me in our thoughts and feelings. And uh, so that um, kind of calls us back to Simeon's prayer again, you know, or my, uh, and the church's use of it uh, over the centuries to remind us at least, you know, every day to take a moment to think about who we are and what we've been today, what's been our day today, to be present in the company of the Lord, like the, uh, Wesley Grace said, be present at our table, Lord. And we pray that this morning, that, uh, that in all that we do and say, we'll be present with each other, really know that uh, who's here and what they're thinking and feeling and what they're saying, hearing what they're saying, seeing the, their face. And, and when we join around the table of the Lord, that we feel each other's presence and the presence of Christ within us and among us, and that that divine presence that we share uh, becomes central to our reality. And then we take it outside the door and share that with the world and be present to the world and bring Christ's presence to the world and present Jesus to the world. In the name of Jesus, amen.